Good morning, everyone, and welcome to my daily reflection podcast for Wednesday, the 22nd of April. Uh, we re- pre recorded the podcast with Bethan and Horace a few days ago. I'm sorry to say that there is, because of the geographical distance, it would seem, there is a delay between myself speaking and Bethan and Horace, which means that we do have the effect at points in the podcast of me appearing to talk over the top of Bethan and Horace, and then there are extended silences. Uh, I'm, as I say, I'm sorry, that's simply the effect of the distance of the recording, and I wasn't actually talking over the top of them. So may I suggest that you particularly listen to Bethan and Horace and hear what they have to say, and if you miss my questions, then what does it matter? Welcome to Daily Reflections with Canon Philip Gray. Well, welcome everyone to my Daily Reflection podcast, uh, which today is going to be a real treat for us because uh, we're welcoming from Uganda, Horace and Bethan, who will be well known to uh, members of St Margaret's, but uh, probably not to any other listeners who are tuning in. Hello, Bethan and Horace. Excellent. Excellent. It's taken us about an hour to get the technology working. Hello. I think we're there, and we've got we've got you in sound at least from Uganda. How are you both? Yes. Thank you. Oh well, thank you. Yes, keeping well. Yeah, we thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> now tell us, keep one hour. For those who don't one hour you, could uh, be longer. Both, just, just <laughs> tell us a little bit about what you, uh, what you're involved in in Uganda, and uh, your connection uh, with us at St Margaret's. Okay, well, I, Bethan, my name is Bethan, and I'm from Mid Wales. Um, I, I grew up in Mid Wales, and came, I was teaching in uh, Brecon, and then I came out to, to work in Uganda in 2003. Um, I met Horace here. Uh, we became husband and wife in 2006, um, and he wanted to start um, something in his home area. Horace grew up um, in, a, in a, a very disadvantaged uh, family and uh, in a poor rural area, and he wanted to help um, do something in that community. So he started a, a school there, um, targeting the, the, there were many children that were out of school. Um, so that, that started in 2007. Seven. Yeah. Um, and it's gradually been growing uh, since. So we, but we, we work with, it's called JJ Community Transformation, and we have a primary yeah. school, a secondary, and now a vocational and technical college as well. Um, that's yeah. very brief. And then the yes. link with St. Margaret's, um, I'm a cousin to So you made a number of Sue, visits to us. Uh, Philip's wife, of course. We've been delighted yeah. to offer you just a little bit of financial yeah. support along the way for some of the amazing work that you're doing out there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you've made a significant difference. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, Lovely. Yeah. Now tell us how is, um, how is COVID affecting yeah. life in Uganda? 
Um, at the moment, the number so, of cases are still low. There's 55, 55. cases now confirmed. Yeah. Um, but the government have acted quickly to try and prevent the spread. Um, because certainly if it, if it started okay. to spread anything like it's, it's doing in Europe, yeah. there would really be a major problem with the, the limited medical <laughs> services. Um, so they initially closed schools before, that was before any case had been confirmed. Yeah, that was on 20th March. Yeah. yeah. And then a few days later, they stopped public transport. Um, and they've also stopped flights coming into Uganda and had got quite strict on the screening of people arriving um, and putting them in isolation and testing. Um, and then they also, a, a few days after the public transport ban, um, they, they realised that there were some right. entrepreneurial types that were using private vehicles as public transport. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they had to ban the private vehicles then yes, as, as well, well. Yeah. Um, in order to stop people moving around and possibly carrying the virus. Um, so currently yeah. we're under, it, it's pretty much a lockdown. We're told to stay at home. Um, yeah. Key services, key people obviously are have got permission to, to go to work. Um, but very many of us, the majority of the population, we're told to stay at home yeah. other than walk to fetch, uh, to uh, buy food. And uh, yeah, our um, yeah. are being compliant with us, as, as yeah. they seem to be generally here. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, yes. Yeah. Um, it's not always common in Africa to have that kind of compliance, but um, it's, it's been very good um, in terms of complying. But of course, uh, conditions are different. Uh, we have a majority of the people who have been, you know, uh, you know, from yeah. um, hand to mouth, who have been working, uh, I call it uh, double Z, which is, uh, yeah. sorry, uh, it's you, uh, they get what they, they, they earn money yeah. today, they eat it today, so there's no saving, so it's what they have and the day that they will have to depend on. So yeah. the, the conditions are different, uh, where many people don't have savings, they have had to struggle um, either to try to work around in yeah. the neighborhood or others have sneaked in to do some work um, in town. Actually, I saw on TV yesterday and the police was complaining that the majority of the people now mm. actually trying to go out after two weeks, two weeks lockdown. They feel they cannot stand it anymore. So other people have been going out to work. Mm either walking long distances, someone walks like 15, 20 kilometers to, to do some work. Um, others doing strange things, like, yeah. he, you know, if you, I don't know whether you saw some pictures oh, yes. where somebody has to hide in a tank of water, image, yeah. you know, to be transported yeah. on, a, on a motorbike. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I mean, people do outrageous the, stuff. The, the, the oh, motorbikes sweet. are allowed to carry food, or to go, <laughs> and, go and purchase food and deliver it somewhere, but not to carry <laughs> passengers. So, 
some have disguised themselves in a box or in a tank and, and perched on the back of a motorbike to try and travel yeah. somewhere. In the well, boots, they, they just put the the, uh, they just got a game package essentially to uh, try and shore up, you know, the, the large proportion of people's wages. Um, I, 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 there must be a real concern about, as you, I mean, you said, a hand-to-mouth existence, people haven't got savings. Um, I, I mean, if, how is this, can, is this sustainable economically for Uganda? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah, it, it's not, and it's a big challenge for for many people. The, the government generally, yeah. they I think they're doing a very good job in trying to restrict movements and so on. Um, they recognise the problem with the the um, daily right. income earning, and they they've started to give out basic food items, so the the maize yeah. flour and beans, um, initially in Kampala. Um, but still doing that, getting that to everybody that needs it and doing it in a fair way and doing it enough mm-hmm. to, well, we don't know how long they need to do it for. It is obviously mm, a huge yeah. challenge. Because it's been, uh, I mean, for three weeks now, um, you know, people are really struggling and they haven't even given, you know, in Kampara, I haven't come across anyone giving out food to anybody uh, it's been on tv on yeah, the yes but they they just showed uh, <laughs> a section of people taking to uh, one slum in, in in a particular area in Kawempe, one of the divisions uh, that is just one area so um there there are quite a number of people who are not getting much they are really borrowing here and there and trying to survive and, and, and I think it's easy or, for us yeah, not to grasp uh, here the, just the, yeah. the sheer geographic size of a country like Uganda. Uh, I mean, it, it is vast compared to, you know, the, the landmass of a country like ours, isn't mm. it? And people are very... It's actually very, very similar to the UK. Um, I know, I think when you look at it on a map or you see it okay. on its own, you can think it's bigger, but okay. I think the area is quite similar. But people are much more dispersed, are they not? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's very... Um, yeah. Uh, are very densely populated in in Kampala um, and some areas outside Kampala but but yes as you say there's generally more of a spread um, but that there is a lot of traveling um, and moving around and public transport is is yeah. a major um, a major part of, of life here um, there's many people don't have private vehicles so just just stopping the public transport yeah. at the beginning had a big impact in people not moving around um, and also stopping right. the schools because unlike in the UK a lot of children are in boarding school which means their home, yeah. their home may be in the west of Uganda and they go to school in the centre um, and so sending children home again that that made them it it, it it stopped the virus. It, it was yeah, a way of stopping the virus spreading through yeah. through schools, which could, could what, be what's quite the stressful life if they got into a boarding school um, in Uganda. Um, yeah, you know, roughly. Um, 
I read it recently and it's gone up. I think it's yeah. around 60 plus now. Yeah, it was. It, it's improved. Yeah, it improved from 53 to. I think Which it's is a bit of going a I mean, obviously, the, yeah, the concern over yeah. here is, particularly mm -hmm. for people who are, you know, 70 plus, uh, but I suppose you, you do have the major problem that, as you were saying, the medical services over mm -hmm. there probably are, are not of the level and quality that we might have here in general terms. Yeah, no. they're really not equipped to deal with any sort of respiratory problems. Um, yeah, other than maybe the, the main hospitals in Kampala yeah. and key towns, but yeah, yeah, yeah generally yeah. very, very poor. So how are, uh, how are you two surviving? Like you, yeah. you, you, you've got a bit of food in and sort of batting down the hatches a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, when, yeah. when, when Horace sort of anticipated and, and heard a few rumours that lockdown was coming, he uh, quickly went and bought a sack of posho, that's the maize flour, <laughs> and half a sack of beans and half a sack of rice. Yeah. <laughs> So we're, we're fairly well <laughs> yes, stocked <yes>. up, yeah. <laughs> living mm. on posher flour right. and rice. But we've got there's there's shops, small shops nearby, so we we can basics. The the, the food shops are still operating, so yeah. yeah, we we can't we don't have any issues really with buying food. Um, we can just walk to the nearest like less a kilometer yeah. a kilometer and a half and we we can buy and, the basics and how is what this? we need yeah, sorry, go on. vegetables and fruits yeah so but we're both yeah um yeah we're both for me it's quite normal to work at home um i wouldn't mm. normally be here for three weeks plus without moving um but certainly the, the working from computer at home it is quite normal um I'd be partly at home and then partly to the schools which are in Western yeah. Uganda, although our home where we are now is on the outskirts of Kampala. Um, Horace works in Kampala. Um, and so for him, it's yeah. a bit different because he's, he's now stuck at home. He can't go to work. Um, but he has come with a laptop from work. Again, he, he anticipated just in time when they were going to do the lockdown and um, suggested to his boss that he comes home with some work. So yeah, the, the last day I came. Mm. I mean, I, I came on on was it on Friday? On Monday. On Monday, evening, it? Monday evening. But I came with my laptop and the wax. I, I mean, anticipating something. Was, I mean, something was going to happen. But I was right. Mm. Yeah. So so we're both working from home and not not moving much. Well, I, I haven't moved outside the compound. Horace has walked a little bit. And how, I mean, obviously the school is closed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, how is how is that going to impact? Um, mm. Obviously, the, you know, the education you're delivering. Presumably also, I mean, there's that aspect of it. There must be some financial element, a dynamic to this as well mm. for you as a school community. Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> of course, um, a majority of the students have to pay yeah. in, in installments, in bits, so, uh, whatever contribution they make. 
So a big number had not paid um, yeah. much, and uh, we have, of course, we have running salaries um, that, that we yeah. have. We yes. have that obligation uh, we have to make to teach for teachers. So um, definitely, it has an impact um, when you compare our students with yeah. the rest of the students, especially those who are aware of. Those who have got access to um, radios, uh, radio uh, radios, those TVs, right? Because there is online teaching. Yeah. There is TV. Uh, they can have a, tu a tutorial on TVs, but most of uh, most of the students in our yeah. school cannot have that opportunity. So yeah. it's a challenge. Um, and others have got access to smartphones. They can download some of the questions and some. So, yeah, it will definitely have an impact on our, uh, yeah. Even just schools. being at home will be a challenge because if they're, yeah. they're in a generally a small home with a lot of siblings um, and, and yeah, it, it's a challenge. In the holiday, they would be used to moving around a bit, but they've been advised, don't go yeah. to the markets, don't move around, stay at home, help in your gardens. Um, and also the parents may, may, may not have education, much education themselves yeah. and are not able to guide in the same way as a, a typical parent. So the, parent the opportunities the for homeschooling are, are, are much more helping. limited, really. Um, yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. They've got their notes that they've covered already, but it was so abrupt the the closing of the schools that teachers didn't yeah. have time to prepare anything, any homework or, or anything for notes for students to take. So it's really only what they've done yeah. um, to date that they will have to to read from, um, unless uh, they uh, they manage to uh, access yes. um, from somewhere else. Yeah. So initially, when mm. the, initially the, the schools were closed for uh, a month, um, then it became five weeks. They tentatively said they would open on, on the 27th of April. Now it's been extended again. Yesterday, they said the lockdown would continue for another three weeks. Yeah. And it would be at least a week after that before the schools open. Um, so we just wait to see now. If, it, if it's only a month, even six weeks, I think the rest of that the school year can be arranged and holidays reduced yeah. so that the, the, the learning time doesn't change too much. I, I think but yeah. if, it, if it becomes longer, then there will certainly be more challenges. I, I think I've, I've just seen um, a tentative timetable communication that um, <clears throat> uh, they will have arranged uh, for the third term uh, to end on 28th of December. That was wrong. Well, cut that, yeah, yeah no, I mean, there's some, but it's speculation. Some of these speculations sometimes come true because um, you see, if they really extend it to around December time, mm. it will have a big impact because normally most students would have had their holidays. And did you say that you are still paying ready for Christmas? School? Mm. Or are you simply unable to do that? Um. It's, yeah, we're, we're yeah. not going to be able to do that for long because of relying on the fees, um, especially for the second, the fees yeah. uh, are meant to cover the, the running costs, the basic running costs for secondary. 
Um, we've been allow relying yeah. on donations to top up very much for primary and the college. Um, but as Horace said, with with the most students paying like every week, they'll they'll top no. up a bit on their fees because they they don't have enough to pay in one go. So yeah, we we the school was stopped when there was yeah. not much in the bank um, for for salaries. So we will manage now in April. We'll be able to cover salaries for pay. And what will you, and what will you do? That, simply then, just not be able yeah, to pay them. I, I, I can. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We may be able to like pay a proportion. Um, we will see how we manage with with donations that we can yeah. use, but uh, certainly no one year in full. It'll yeah. And what would an average teacher pay be? You know, for a week or a month. Uh, 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 for you. Um. Very approximately fifty, eighty pounds. Eighty pounds. Yeah. 80 yeah, pounds very, uh, very 80, roughly eighty pounds. Is that a week? And average, yeah. Yeah, so I some, thought you were going to say a month, but I didn't. Yeah, okay. A month. And how a many? Month. How many staff do you have? Yeah. 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 Gosh. We're getting close to sixty. So you're now, talking about five thousand pound a month, then, roughly. Five to sixty. Yeah. The whole bill. Uh, yes, very roughly. Oh, it is. A, I think. Right. Okay. I think it's. More, yeah. Okay. Yeah, more like four thousand. Yeah. Thinking about. The so it's it's significant, isn't it? And, and and I can see that you really want you want this locked. You want at least your school to be able to go back within the next two three weeks. Yeah. Well, to continue running properly and paying teachers, yes. Yeah, sure. But on the other hand, we, we recognise mm. the, the dangers. Once students start moving, um, then they, yeah, they, they move. Yeah. Potentially, they could be moving to the virus. Um, so if governments yeah. decide to keep the public, the schools closed, then public we health comes understand first. that it's... Yeah. it's, it's and, 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 and will people... Trust. I mean, there's yes. a, the, you know, there's a lot of speculation about, you know, certain countries maybe suppressing the numbers of people who've actually had this COVID, and then indeed the whole difficulty to measure whether people have had it at all. Because uh, fortunately, some seem to have it and have very little symptoms. Um, I mean, is the is the trust that you know the numbers the Ugandan government's putting out are, mm. are, are you know, will will the population trust that, or will they be cynical about it? Yeah, accurate. I I think generally they do at the moment yeah. because yeah. it's been very it's been very controlled really. That those that they have found have all been mostly they've been mm. having landed in Entebbe and at the main air, the only airport, and and they've found yeah. them they've tested them before they've gone and mixed in the population, so. There are yeah. accounts of a few that escaped the quarantine somehow or other. Yeah. Um, and then the government are trying to follow up their contacts. Um, and the most recent one is a, a truck driver who's come come into Uganda from Kenya. Um, and so he's obviously, obviously over in this Kenya case. and then come in with cargo. Yeah. Um, yes, he was tested 
the, they, they, yeah. they've started testing all, all drivers at the borders as they come in, um, but then they allowed them to continue. So he had continued into his journey up to the north of Uganda before mm. being um, before the test was confirmed as positive. So then they, yeah. they, they traced him again to get him into isolation. Um, but of course, instances like yes. that mean there's probably been some interaction with other people. Um, so there is that question mark about it possibly spreading. But as for the trust, Good. I think generally we, we, yeah. we think that they're, they're giving us an accurate picture. Um, and it's been, there's been daily updates and no, an explanation yeah. on who they've out. Not not details of individuals, but where they and and how they yeah. how they found them. Well, it sounds um, the overall picture generally is is yeah. is a very good one. Um, you know, comparing to the sort of numbers that you know we're dealing with here, uh, and uh, I, I mean I, th this area um, yes. generally doesn't seem to have been yeah. as badly yeah. affected as other parts of uh, of the UK, and particularly London. Um, I'm only aware of two people who've had COVID who were attached right. to St Margaret's. I mean, it's, it's hardly a you know, it's anecdotal no more. But both both cases were rather similar to what you described. They're people mm -hmm. who've been on the continent, uh, you know, for holidays and and clearly come back with it. Right. Uh, but fortunately, yeah. they're both uh, they're both you know recovering uh, and yeah. doing well. Um, so uh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, there are you know the, the the there's been another. I think they've announced they've announced you know they're still announcing deaths in the high you know just under a thousand much most days. So the total's towards I think thirteen thousand at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. yeah it's quite acute here in a different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the problem that they, the challenge they foresee is even if we manage, they, they keep the testing that they've been doing and avoid it spreading. Or, um, yes. But it, it's the ongoing challenge of people coming in through the borders. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah that, that's where they've got some difficulties. And, and uh, you know, as, as my um, questioning earlier yeah. was going, really, I, I suspect yeah. that probably this is less economically sustainable. Uh, in a country like Uganda than it is over here because of um, the simple level of resources that the population have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's been quite a... a um, they've been encouraging companies, a lot of companies and, and oh, individuals as well have been donating to the cause and yeah. donating fuel, donating food, donating money. And, yeah. and that, that is great. Yeah. As you say, once you've donated once, people are going to <laughs> think they've done their part. And if it, if it becomes a longer term mm. need, then, yeah, it's going to become a real challenge, I think. And people will get more... Yeah. Possibly aggressive, angry, frustrated. Um, the longer it goes on, and the longer they yeah. they yeah. fail to. Well, if you if you get hungry, income. literally get hungry, yeah. then it's you you you're almost faced with an impossible choice, aren't you? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's lovely yeah. to talk to you both, yeah. and you you both at least sound in great spirits. Mm. Ah. Yes, well, it, yeah. it feels like we're not quite a holiday because I've 
been working every day, but it does feel very relaxed somehow when Horace isn't rushing to go to work in the morning and getting back mm, yeah. latish at night. So I think he's a yes, lot I more do relaxed. Feel, I do feel for those well. yes, who yeah. are on their own in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Um, you know, we're fortunate here that there are four of us and we're together. So, you, yes. you know, you've got family yes. and community together, but it must feel yes. different if you're on your own, I suspect. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And are you in Very touch much, with, the, yes. uh, with, yeah. with the Welsh family, Bethan? Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Mainly yeah. on WhatsApp, we, we send odd messages here and there. Um, but yes, they're working well. And, and yeah, thankful yeah. for the space that they've got at home. Are they still the, able to the, work yeah, the farm? They're, they're generally, they're comfortable. And, and yeah. Yes, Alwyn is is there busy. Oh, yes, um, Sharon, his wife, is a nurse, so she's back and forth to Newtown. They're, they're being careful to to try and isolate from each other. Really, yeah. I think that because it's a busy time with lambing for for my brother for Alwyn. Um, but um, yeah, so far they're they're doing okay. I think Newtown hasn't had. Um, I don't know if there's any confirmed cases, no. but certainly it's it's nothing like um, other areas. And I have heard no. of there's and, not and many cases. And, and your, your other sister, Dell's married to David, yeah. isn't he? David, I think he, he's a dentist. I think he's to some extent on the front line as well, isn't he? Yes, um, she that he's he's working. I think it's yeah. three days. His, his his days have been reduced. He has to go. But the other end of the county, which Gosh. is maybe 50 miles journey, um, which is a bit hard. Um, and, and his work routines changed. I think he, they, they said something about not doing yeah. many operations or not. It, it's sort of basic work, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but he's, he's I always working, think, you know, someone like a dentist, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, like nursing, they're, they're on the front line, you know, if they're treat anybody who's got COVID unknowingly they are in a real, yes. really risky situation aren't they yeah yes yeah yes yeah yeah, they okay. need... yeah. yeah. I'm sure they'll be well, taking shall extra we finish with the prayer? And... yeah shall I pray from this end or do you want to pray from your end yes yeah mm -hmm. right mm. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the mm. gift of Bethan and Horace that you have marked your call upon their lives and for their ministry and work with JJ Unshumi School and Transformation college in uganda we thank you for the establishing of the school and for all the work it does with children and young people who would otherwise not receive any education we pray for the continuing safety of the people of uganda and particularly of jj and shumi and we pray that that school may soon be able to return for the benefit, particularly of its children and young people but also its staff. We pray for all who are listening at home. We remember especially those who are alone, particularly those who are fearful during this current pandemic. And we pray for the risen Lord's presence in their hearts and in their lives. So may 
the risen Lord grants us his presence, his peace and his blessing today and always in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Daily Reflection Podcast. If you would like to listen to more episodes, they will be available on your usual podcast platform. Alternatively, all the podcasts and live streams, uh, services and reflections can be found on the St. Margaret's Ilkley website, stmargaretsilkley.org.